Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Revelation Wellness Podcast. My name is Elisa Keaton, the founder of Revelation Wellness and also the author of the Wellness Revelation. We are going to rev the word today. No intervals today. Today really is just uh, up to you. Just head out, move your body. Um, This is a great recovery time. Uh, Go for a walk. Just bring it down. (laughs) That's all I'm saying. And notice if you're tempted or you're feeling like you want to push harder, would you please train yourself to become aware and ask yourself why? Like, is it, is it, of? uh, it's either you or this, it's either your flesh or the spirit. And I want you to totally be learning to be in tune with the spirit. We can do that. John, uh, Jesus says in John 10 that uh, he speaks to his sheep. His sheep hear his voice. So he wants to talk to us. We have the Holy Spirit in us, this relationship, this active relationship with God. So make sure you're just checking in from time to time. And this is not about checking out at all. Once upon a time, I used to do fitness that way. It was kind of my way to um, disconnect, (laughs) escape. And we don't want you escaping. We don't want you evacuating. We want you in your skin, get in your body. This is therapeutic in many, many ways. All the uh, research is in that that doing therapy from the foot up, meaning move your body some, just act, do something instead of the head down. Head down therapy is a lot of talking, you know, just hearing good information. And I think we do a lot of that in the faith communities. And we almost build ourselves up on what we think we know but what is our life saying? How are we responding? What are, what are our actions? And Jesus, or we're, we're charged in scripture to um, love God, walk humbly, and pursue justice. But that uh, walking humbly <laughs> is a big part of it. So thanks for hanging out to me, with me today and humbling yourself. Guess what? Not making friends today. <laughs> oh my gosh, you guys. I would love to just pick the parts of the Bible that feel really good. And a part of me was like, we're doing it. it, This is a recovery workout, Lord. I think you want to posture yourself in a receptive way so you can receive these heavy words. If we did intervals and like pushed hard, I think we might actually, I don't know, it would possibly be destructive to letting the word go ahead and come on in, in us and challenge us and press on us in a way that we're changed. But if we're fighting our own need to have to push ahead or strive ahead or you know there's there's times and places where it's good to get your heart rate up and do that we do that in other revving the words but here just taking this posture of pull back and let let these very heavy words come in and change your heart change your heart change your mind and your body will change your life will change let's get to the inmost place okay i'd like to thank all our partners Thank you. I can't say it enough. I only get to do this because you guys make it possible for us to continue to use fitness as a tool to spread the gospel message. We are a nonprofit international ministry. We have over, we've trained over 1,400, we call them fitness missionaries, fitness teachers, gospel preachers. Uh, Whether or not they teach classes, they bring wellness into their own communities in some form or another. They have been trained up because of you 
you guys support us being able to do that as well as take fitness into uh, low uh, marginalized communities, head to our website and find out how we do this. It's unique and different. If you've never heard of it before, revelationwellness.org and consider going through our free seven day detox. It's totally free, but it will help you get the culture. What, what are we doing here? <laughs> these, these podcasts are helping me, but what's really going on? I think all that information over at the website will help you to grow in the understanding that revelation from God really does bring wellness. And that is what we're about for you, for us, for everyone, for all, all the people who are saying, I love God and I want to love others. All right, let's get ready. Take a deep breath in. <sighs> Big exhale. Let me find the playlist. You're already just moving your body, enjoying your day. Look around, head up, pay attention. Try to be aware. Like I said we're not escaping our life. We are pressing in to an abundant space in our heart. All right, on, on my count, we go three, two, one, play. Okay. Inhale, exhale, good breath. Hey, don't forget if you are uh, our monthly partners, you're over in that challenge group this this month. The month this month we are working on overcoming fear. <laughs> Not getting rid of it, overcoming it. We all are gonna feel afraid. So if you've got a dream on your heart, something that God's calling you to, let's work it out this month. So here over in the challenge group, the RevWell TV. Remember, RevWell TV is our gift back to you for all our partners. So great. I'll be over there in and out in the month, encouraging you, giving you some teaching. Some resources to grow in faith. So thank you again, partners. We'll see you over there. And then Rev on the Road, you guys. Minnesota, May 18th, 19th. Sign up. He'll sell out. Two days doing crazy with me. What exciting, such an exciting thing. I love it. All right, so Lord, we thank you so much. Thank you for the gift of life. Thank you that in eternity past, you saw our unformed bodies. You created creation as our backdrop. Come on the scene and take center stage and shine for your glory and our joy. So Lord, we thank you for breath. Thank you for not just saying easy things to us, but challenging things. God, thank you that your word disciples us, disciplines us. So God, I bless the weary heart, the heart that feels like where it just feels like words. Lord, would you come personally encounter them? 
as they live and move and have their being in you today. In Jesus' name. Amen. Engage your abs a bit, you guys. Just not sucking it in. Every time I do that, I'm doing this on a bike, on a stationary bike. And I notice when I dry and I get taller, my back gets more comfortable. Oh, you're welcome. Remember, this is just easy building up to a steady place that's good for you today. All right, I'm going to read to you from the Word of God that brings life. Luke 14. Uh-oh. Let me just tell you guys, this is called the cost of discipleship. <laughs> Let's just stop there. The cost of discipleship. There will be a cost. There already is. Anyone already? How much have you paid today? <laughs> how much have you paid this week? The cost. All right, verse 25. Now great crowds accompanied him, him being Jesus, and he turned and said to them, if anyone comes to me and does not hate his own father and mother and wife and children and brothers and sisters, yes, and even his own life, he cannot be my disciple. Mm. Verse 27. Whoever does not bear his own cross and come after me cannot be my disciple. For which of you, desiring to build a tower, does not first sit down and count the cost, whether he has enough to complete it, Otherwise, when he has laid a foundation and is not able to finish, all who see it begin to mock him, saying, This man began to build and was not able to finish. Or what king, going out to encounter another king in war, will not sit down first and deliberate whether he is able with 10,000 to meet him who comes against him with 20,000. And if not, while the other is yet a great way off, he sends a delegation and asks for terms of peace. Verse 33, this is our, this is our, our paperweight. This is going to hold us down today from flying away. So therefore, any one of you who does not renounce all that he has cannot be my disciple. Oh, everyone say this is the word of the Lord. Not your words. Isn't that the truth? I would never write this because I am looking for the easy button all the time. My unrenewed, unregenerated heart, my life in the flesh, 
My default looks for the easy button. Listen, the religious people, <laughs> they were looking for the easy button. That's why they didn't like Jesus. He was teaching difficult things. It made it difficult that he humbled him. They were expecting a king to come down from the clouds, you know, a God from heaven to just come down and, and start smiting everyone and making everything right. The easy button. God didn't take it. He came the opposite way, humbled himself, born of a virgin, in a food trough for animals. This was not what the religious were expecting. Because if we're honest, laws, we set up laws to make life easy. And hear me. Yes, eat less sugar. <laughs> Don't spend more money than you make. <laughs> there are some laws. You can try to refute them, but they're going to catch you. But here's the thing with laws. They breed more laws. For every law that's set up, you'll have to make another law. This is why Jesus resets it to ground zero when the religious say, what are the greatest commandments? Whew. Ground zero. Jesus comes in with a wrecking ball. Let's rebuild this. Hear this, O Israel. Our God is one. The greatest commandment. Love God with all of who you are. Love others as yourself, the second greatest commandment. That's it, love. The law is there to support love. But the law is not the point, it's love. Keep moving, noticing your heart rate coming up corners of your mouth lifting and there's a cost here's the thing about love oh it costs me to follow Jesus it costs me what other people think listen I watched a movie last night it's a documentary it was a faith-based documentary and it had me oh, what we're living in you guys is a time where everyone just wants everything to be okay love just love 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 but listen love without truth is not loving and truth without love is not loving <laughs> so Here's the cost of following Jesus. Not everyone's gonna like me. I'm not gonna be everyone's cup of tea, neither are you. 
going to cost you. I mean, Jesus gets, here's the weird thing. Let's look back at this. Now, great crowds accompanied him. See that in your head? Jesus walking the sandy, dusty roads. Great crowds hanging on his words, following him. Right? So his influence is increasing. Come on. And all the, anyone who's trying to build a platform, trying to get people to vote for you, that's a good thing. Jesus turns and sees these crowds of people following his words and his miracles, his goodness, eating with sinners, touching lepers, like this was crazy, unheard of, never seen before, and the crowds are building. And he turns and says to them, if anyone comes to me and does not hate his own father, mother, wife, children, what? Come on, can you see the crowd starting to fall off? What? Wait, I thought you were love. What's this word? Even his own life, he cannot be my disciple. He just thinned the herd, and I love it. This is why John 15 can say that God prunes. He prunes so that the vine bears fruit. This is a prune. I love that Jesus looks back and goes, it's too big. Let's talk to their hearts. Let's go right after their hearts. This is a love message. How is that possible? This is a love message. Because remember, like I said, I watched that documentary last night. And if I didn't know, I didn't know and read scripture and search for Jesus on my own. I would fall for a teaching that says, just love. Let's not do all these heavy, hard things. Come on. Gosh, just love. But love costs. Listen. If all roads lead to salvation, then God was cruel to crucify Jesus. Cost. The cost of being disciplined, discipled, matured, growing up. Listen, my son lives in our home and I love him. I love him. I'll do anything for him. Mm. 
but living in the home, there's certain things that he's accountable to. I mean, once upon a time, I mean, it was work just to get him brush his hair and teeth, take a shower, no? Which are blessings, but not when you're seven. So I'd have to remind him, you have to, you have to bathe. <laughs> Why? Because you're too good. You're too beautiful, too yummy to walk around this world stinky. <laughs> we want to hug you. We want to be close to you. So brush your teeth. And hygiene. It's just good for you. It's good stewardship. The cost. There's a cost. You guys, the world is going to ask you to choose them. Choose compromise. Listen, here's the thing. It's not an us-them because all of creation is groaning. All. Groaning. But like anyone who's paid the price, if you've done anything big, glorious, wonderful, beyond yourself, it has cost you. So you have to choose which master you will serve as a disciple. So make a choice right now. That's why Jesus is saying, you're gonna have to choose me over your mother, father, husband, wife, brother, sister. And listen, when he uses the word hate, it doesn't mean kill them, destroy them, vengeance, no, because that's the Lord's. The word means to love less. Love less. We've taken the word and made it, charged it with energy of destruction. Because the enemy comes to kill, steal, and destroy. And he does it through a heart that hates and doesn't love God. First, love God with all of who you are. And it's gonna be costly. Costly. Everyone, just move your feet. You have to have breath. Your breath is more than the pain you feel. Buffering the pain. And I want you to count the costs. And I want you to get honest. Is it worth it to you? And before you answer that question of worth, you have to weigh the options. You have to. Every action has a consequence. Every action, that's the law of the world. What goes up must come down. Is it worth it?
what's it costing you? Holy Spirit, come speak to us about the cost. Jesus is going after the heart. He's not afraid to say hard things to test our hearts. He's not. He's going for the heart. The things we clench onto, the things we close our fists and say, I've got to have this. Security blankets. The approval of man money in our bank account a platform to stand on oh come on pleasures of the flesh jesus is not seeking half-hearted creatures for his disciples but wholehearted even if disciples even if remember I asked you think about what it's cost you has it been worth it and what are your options you can abandon ship and listen some of you need to take a time out stop doing your religious acts of service stop doing what you always do if you're feeling dry stop Recount your steps. How did you get here? Something turned. You know, I'm studying the wilderness right now for our outdoor instructor training that's coming in 2019 for people that like to take people outdoors, camping, hiking. The mission is or leading people outdoors to encounter the presence of God that they might know who they are and what they're living for. And Moses was a man who loved. You know what? If you study it, we don't know if he loved God, but we know he loved people. He saw the injustice happening to his people the Israelites, even though he was comfortable living a life as pseudo-royalty, as an adopted son to King Pharaoh, 
You have to read the text, but you know he's sent down the river in a Moses basket or in a basket. God redeems him, saves him, raises him as royalty, but he is still connected to his family where he comes from. And he sees the injustice of his people being treated like slaves. And he loves people. And so one day he sticks up for people. He sticks up for his brother who was being harassed by an Egyptian. And he kills the Egyptian man. Yeah? That's just misguided passion. <laughs> and God was watching this. It's passion that's not under the influence of the Holy Spirit. Man, Lord, may our passions be influenced by the Holy Spirit before we do anything. That's why I train you guys. So Moses gets found out that he killed a man because he loves people. He loves his people. Passion, zeal. And he gets sent out, or he, he runs to the wilderness to escape. Consequences, probably shame, fear, guilt, all those, shame, fear, guilt. He runs to the wilderness. And God finds him there. Of course he does, he knew. And after 40 years of tending sheep in the wilderness, kind of a nothing special life, Moses gets a phone call in the form of a burning bush. And God calls out to Moses, come near, come here. And he gets his assignment from God. So what I'm saying here, if you're in the wilderness, and if you're despising it, because I've learned to love the wilderness, honestly. I don't like it initially, because like I said, I like the easy button. So don't, I'm not gonna fool you. It's not my favorite. It's not my first flesh choice. So when I start to wonder, how'd I get here? Why is it so dry here? Why is nothing happening? Why do I feel like I'm the only one beginning to despise this gospel thing? I have to retrace my steps like Moses. I'm sure he knew, man, I killed a man. I love people so much that I killed them. How's that possible? I love people so much, right? It was a heart check. And God knew, hey, you really love people, Moses, but you gotta love me first. You need the anointing of me on your life first and most. So whatever has sent you into the wilderness, 
or into this tense place with the Lord, it is for you. It is for your healing. It is for your John 10, 10. Jesus came so you would have life and life to the full. And the enemy tried to kill, steal, and destroy you. Tried to get you to love your mother, your brother, your sister, to love anything else more than God. But loving God will cost us. Come on. It's costly. If anyone comes to me and does not hate his own father, love less. Anyone, if anyone comes to me and does not kick off the throne of their heart, the love for their mother, their love for their father, their love for people, period. He cannot be my disciple. Even his own life, if anyone doesn't hate his own life, come on friends, this is your pleasures, your own life. This is the life you would build if you had the easy button at your side. This is what the religious people did. They took those laws and made them the easy button. Listen, Jesus wasn't afraid of loss. He was more concerned with losing the power of God on the earth in people than he was numbers. He's not a numbers guy. Say that, my God is not a numbers guy. <laughs> He's not. He's the same God that calls Gideon out of a cave, tells him he's a mighty man of valor, gives him identity, tells him who he is, then says, you're gonna go fight this war. I'm gonna give you some men, and then starts narrowing it down. Five thousands, 500, 300, two, still too many men, Gideon. Lost, lost, lost. Gideon's gotta be like, what are you doing? Come on. You know I'm the man who was just in the cave. Give me some people. Come on. Power is found in the agreement of two. Two begins another that agrees, God, I love him at all costs. I love him. Jesus sees all the possibilities inside of us and knows the war that will come against us, but still he is convinced of our success no matter our loss. Say that, God is convinced of my success 
no matter my loss. Now define success, everyone. What's success to you? Define it, come on, be honest. Okay, so I have this earthly definition. Success would mean vacation, pleasure, right? Come on. That's my flesh's definition. Comfort, wealth. I don't have to worry about anything, right? But that's not true. I have to die to that day after day after day in any way that it rears its ugly head. Success is people liking me. I have to kill it. In Jesus' name, get out. You know, or making sure people get me, that I'm not misunderstood. Oh Lord, sail that ship. Then blow it up. <laughs> my truest definition of success is peace. Peace and joy. Love, absolutely. But the effect of my love for God and my love for people keeps me in right standing with God and He works out the, the details with the people, right? I can't control what people think. That's what Jesus is getting at. Man, he is like doing the most intense workout with the people right now. Turning to the crowd and saying, if you can't do this, you can't be my real disciple. You can be a fan. You can like me on Instagram. But a real disciple, someone that wants to sit at my feet be disciplined by my love and my truth they're the ones who will have peace peace on earth as it is in heaven all things as they should be peace and joy joy is a certainty that God God picks up where I can't go any further. Joy. Certainty that God's working it out. Even though it looks like, even though I look misunderstood, even though, even if, right? He's looking for disciples that are even if, even if my brother, brother, father hate me despise me, discount me, I'm in. Even if I'm in, because I love people. Do you get it? This is how we really love people. Love God, seek his commands. Don't cash in your common sense for a bag of first aid medication. That's often why we turn our back to God and start to face people. And even in the name of Jesus, we can do that. 
because we're tired of being hurt and we see the hurt in other people and then we make our hurt the high point of our life no Jesus is saying this is gonna hurt gosh I wish I could get this to the world do you see why I need your partnership <laughs> why I need you to pray us into that next place it's gonna hurt Jesus goes and I I despise hurt more than you but we're the remedy we don't cash in our common sense for a bag of first aid it has to be God first seek first the kingdom and all these other things will be given to you there's constant stages of our life of shedding and pruning and listen this is how we grow in love for people and but it starts with love for God and it doesn't mean it means kill your rules and laws it's just dependent interdependent upon a relationship you and God with the living God that's why you have to like fall on your knees now if you don't have a personal relationship if you don't if you haven't found his voice fall on your knees now and say God speak to me God be God and then here's what the cost is he goes yes but it's gonna cost you it's gonna cost you less time on social media 10 extra morning minutes in the morning to sit in silence and hear his voice my daughter says to me because I practice I'm trying to get her to practice stillness right she's 14 and I tell her, it's just so that you can hear God's voice, that you can find peace, because it does physiologically, it benefits. We benefit from just sitting in quiet. But I said, but I want you to grow in hearing God's voice. And she says to me, I don't, how do I know it's God's voice? I just think it's my own. And I said, oh, Sophia, here's how you know it's God's voice. If it's kind, if it's loving, if it's encouraging, if it's convicting, but not condemning. You know? And she goes, well, how do I know it's not me? And I just said, the only reason you can have a kind thought is because you are made in the image of God. And he wants to communicate to you about himself in you. It's the phone line to God. It starts on a kind line. So just start there. Don't despise. We tend to go, oh, God doesn't talk to me. He's difficult. He's hard. No, we are difficult. We are hard. Enter like a child. Enter like a child. Right? When I told my kids Santa was coming, they believed it. And I'm not equating Jesus to Santa, but faith. Faith. They just believe it because someone in authority has said it. Great crowd following him. If anyone comes to me and does not hate his own life, even his own life, he cannot be my disciple. You can be a fan, spectator. 
an observer, but not a disciple. A disciple is a son or daughter being mothered, fathered by God of all creation. So if any one of you who does not renounce all that he has cannot be my disciple. The word renounce means to, to bid farewell. Say goodbye. Right? It's a cost. It also means to set apart. To renounce something is to take it off of you. Lay it down and walk away. Never to come back and put it on again. Whether it's the lies you believe, the hurt that's been done to you, take it off. God is more beautiful. He's more beautiful than a life of living for ourselves. Renounce it all, all that you have. Set apart. And we also know this word set apart, it's for those who are sanctified. Word sanctified or even to be holy is to be set apart for the purposes of God. That's life, that's success for me. To be useful to the heaven coming on earth. For my Father in heaven at the end of my life to say, well done, good and faithful daughter. Well done, that's success. We're living for the well done. Living for the well done. It cost me everything, but I kept one foot in front of the other, walking away, setting apart from the things that the world assigns as important. Sanctified, holy, set apart, renouncing all the things of my life. So the set apart will need to separate themselves from worldly value systems, right? That's why we go, that's my mother and my father. Jesus says, honor them. You don't have to follow them, honor them. They gave you life, you know? They were a conduit. <laughs> if they were not good parents, if they were cruel, neglectful, evil, they were used for the purposes of hell, destroying earth, well, if anything, see it as a gift because it got you here, heaven invading hell on earth. What a gift. Renounce all that he has if you want to be his disciple. So what has you, friends? I'm listing out a few. Fear of failure. So you feel like you have to prove. Fear of disappointing. You feel like it won't be enough for someone else. Your desire for easy, does that have you? A life of leisure? Or the lie that you're responsible 
or have to build a platform. So I'll read to you from a private prayer of mine. The Lord spoke to me. I told you, I just, I sit in the morning, I'm quiet, I read God's word, and then I let God journal to me. This is what I need. Just speak to me, God. Journal back to me through your word. And he said to me, Elisa, you don't have to prove anything. Just be my daughter and let me teach you and talk through you. Speak, teach, write, move, proclaim. You never fail when you do what I have called you to do. When you are obedient to my voice, I take care of all the needs. The work is easy. Just show up and yoke up. But the way will be narrow, hard, and few will find it. Be kind. Believe in the best. In me and in people at all times. I'm with you. I am responsible to get you where I need you when it's time. Hugs and kisses, Abba Father. Lord, thank you for this time. May these words shift our hearts, form us, comfort us in the loss, God. We don't want the first aid kit. We want Jesus, the remedy for our soul. In Jesus' name, amen.